Welcome back to the show. Um, a couple things. Last week, I released a podcast with a title called Don't Get Greedy with the How. And underneath that title, I linked the podcast uh, number 13 audio, the Fixed Growth Mindset versus Growth Mindset. So it looked like a new podcast, but it was the exact same audio from the week before. Um, someone mentioned it to me, like, think the next day, and so I fixed it. Um, but a lot of you, um, about a hundred or more people downloaded the, um, wrong audio. The one that said, don't get greedy with the how, but it was the same audio as the week before. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, I'm going to make mistakes. We all are. We're trying to do something new and do something different. Um, go check it out. I think it's a really great podcast. I really enjoyed that one. It's something that has served me a lot over the last several years. And it leads really, really well into this podcast today. Um, today I have someone on. Um, his name is Clint Kidder. Um, he's up in kind of the Seattle area between Seattle and Canada um, in a city called Oak Harbor, I believe. Oak Harbor, Washington. Yeah, that's it. Um, and his don't get, don't get greedy with the how from last week's episode was there's not one way to do things. There's not one way to make it uh successful in this industry. And I think Clint just embodies that really well. Um, you can make this industry be whatever you want. You can, um, work and grind every day, day in, day out, Monday through Friday and Saturdays, maybe Sundays if someone calls you and make a very great income in this business. You can chase hail, you can work it part time, or you can, you can build to an area in a retail shop on your property that you can walk to um, where you have customers showing up, um, all day, every day. Um, when you don't want customers, um, for that hour, if you want to go mountain bike riding in the morning, then you can do that too. And I think that's a great way to, to find success the way you define it in this industry. Um, that's what Clinton Kidder does. That's what Clint does. And he has, he has built this dream that he has had for a long time and he's currently living in it. Um, and he's not exactly sure how he got there, but, um, he does have a lot of great insight into, into what he did to get there. So that's the story for today. Um, I hope you go back and listen to last week's podcast. If you haven't already, I think it's very valuable to not get stuck in putting all of your faith, all of your, um, success or not in the how of doing something. There's a million different ways to do it and keep your focus on that dream and you can achieve great things in life and in this business. So um, hopefully you guys like this episode. Check it out, Clint Kidder. Um, you'll be able to follow him after this on his Instagram because I think it's really fun to watch. Those of you that follow him know um, about the animals that he works with and um, not his customers, the actual animals, the geese and the dogs that he works with <laughs> during um, while he's in his retail shop. Really cool. Anyways, enjoy. What is the biggest problem affecting your PDR business? What is the one thing holding you back from taking the next step? What do you need to change to get the business growth you want? All these questions have the same answer. It's your mindset. My name is Corey Kleinfeld, and this is the PDR Coach Podcast, where I coach you on mindset around yourself and your PDR business. Now let's get started. Okay, welcome back to the PDR Coach Podcast. Today, like you heard in the intro, we have um, a gentleman named Clint Kidder on the podcast today, and we're going to talk a little bit about his scenario that he has up there in Oak Harbor, Washington with the retail shop that he's built over the last couple of years. And 
we're going to dig right into it. So welcome, Clint. What's up? Hey, what's going on? How's it going, man? Oh, I'm happy, excited to have you on. We actually met um, at the Mobile Tech Expo. We were both kind of standing around um, watching the uh, Olympics. And I just started chatting with you. And ever since then, I guess we follow each other on social media. And I've been fascinated with the situation you have going on up there. So I just want to dig into it a little bit. Well, right on. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I always like to start in the beginning. Where'd you, how'd you start your, your, you know, automotive career? And then how did you find your way into PDR? So my family runs a body shop on the island over and uh, that's where I was born and raised. So um, when I was a little kid, I, my first job was picking up cigarette butts around the shop. And then um, I became a painter through just being there. And I painted for about 15 years. And then after the 16 years, some, uh, some variables in my life happened. So my wife and I started getting serious uh, about getting married and moving because she was a uh, student to be a veterinarian. And so uh, I've never moved before. So she's like, hey, um, we're going to move because I'm going to go to college. And so basically what was going on in all that time was the doctor told me I had to leave the auto body industry altogether because the paint fumes were killing my health. So oh, really? I had six, yeah. I know that. So, uh, How I so? Had, uh, it, okay. So it killed my white blood cell count. So I was unable to fight off any infections and stuff. Kind of boring. Wow. That's not boring so, yeah, right now. Got, <laughs> That's pretty serious. So I just got, well, I was sick for like a whole year and uh, it was good to have that answer. And then maybe it's flying over our heads right now. That's awesome. But uh, so I had six months to get my plan ready to go from Anacortes, Washington to Pullman, Washington, about six, seven hours away uh, to follow my wife to college. And mm-hmm. so during that time, a friend of mine named Mike Bergman said, hey, why don't you try PDR? Uh, he gave me a couple Ding King tools, and I said, I'm doing it. So I watched Dent Trainer and uh, set up some panels in my backyard and practiced until I had something figured out. And then I uh, had a few tools, put a sticker on my truck, drove it to the east side of the state, and just pretended to be a Dent guy until uh, I made it six months after I began. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We've all pretended to be a dent guy at one point or another. I think that's kind of the rite of passage into the industry because you'll never be fully ready to fix everything. I mean, still, still, we still aren't right. Yeah, um, sure. So, okay. So you started, someone said, gave you a couple tools. You watched dent trainer and taught yourself how to do PDR. I mean, is that the quick, quick and dirty of it? Yeah. Okay. No training. No. That's awesome. I mean, I've seen some of your videos now and if you guys don't, and towards the end of the podcast, we'll tell you where to follow them, but you're good. I mean, you're, you're definitely, you can make, you can do really difficult repairs and make them very, very clean. So you've come a long way. How, how long ago was that? Actually? That was, so when I got my tools, it was January, 2016. So and then years. I started, I started my business, uh, September 1st, Clint repair in Pullman, Washington and uh, learned, got into the dealerships. Mm. I just started going around and I just refused to lose. I had to make money. So it's whatever it took. That is fantastic. That's really cool to hear. Um, How, okay, so your wife's 
in college, she's going to classes or whatever, and you're working. Is that the scenario at that yeah. point in time? And so you're working a lot to try to make a few bucks. Like you're, you know, Hey, I'll fix that dent for you. Not knowing whether you can or how long it will take you or even yeah, what to yeah. price it. So how, how did, how did that kind of start out? It was terrifying to yeah. be honest. Um, uh, cause I, I'm, I didn't want to look like a crazy person. So yeah. I had to pretend I knew what I was doing and I had to act like I knew what I was doing and I had to, to deliver work that was acceptable to me, uh, which is a lot. I didn't, I, I'm not the kind of guy to do something poorly and charge for it or, or deliver it that way. So I've, my own um, quality is the most important. And to, set really that up, for money. and to set that up, you've been, you've been in the auto repair industry. So it's not like you haven't been around, like, you know, what a clean, like bodywork yeah. panel painted, you know, what is possible in PDR, what's possible in the cosmetic repair. So it's not like you just ma- like, you have this vision that you wanted to achieve. And so that's what you were going for. And, and I interrupted you. I, I hate to do that, but in the, you no, said that it wasn't about the money, especially it might not even still be about the money. I don't think it is, but in the beginning it was all about the quality of work. So tell us how for the people just listening and getting started, like what was a scenario? One example you can remember where you fix something for 200 bucks and it took you, you know, all day or something. You got a few of those stories. Well, sure. Um, I definitely, uh, gone to the dealerships, you know, and you know, the personalities there, mm-hmm. um, and you want to prove yourself and, um, you're worried about your own image. So mm-hmm. I basically just, I'm not, if I'm not happy, I, I oh, this is so hard. I'm not going to stop with that dent until I'm happy. And even with my little skill I had after six months, I still figured out a way. And if I didn't, I'd call somebody. Um, And what I learned is that if you have a good mentor, they can walk you through anything. And I found one because I sold a glue gun online to a guy in West Virginia. And his name was Sean Vance. And he was a veteran dent wizard guy. So if I ever got into a pinch where I didn't know how to fix something, I would call Sean and Sean with his very heavy Southern accent would go, ah, heck, you got it. You know, you just got to punch you a hole in the top of the door and you cram yourself a tool in there. And, and he'd, he'd walk me through it. And, and I could, I don't know if I could have done it without him. And I never met him until last year. That's wow. MTE. And we just, we just talked every day. And that guy was, you sold him a glue gun, you said, and just kept talking to him after that and found out he was, I mean, you sold him a PDR glue gun, obviously. Right. And he bought it from you and you're just like, Hey, can you, you called him up one day and said, like, Hey, I'm stuck on this dent. And he walked you through it and just talked every day since. Yeah. He just asked me a couple of questions. We got to know each other through a transaction and he said, yeah, call me anytime you got any questions. And uh, it just really took off. He communicated with me so well. I would just eat up every word he said. And uh, then I would message, you know, Sal Contreras, yeah. um, anybody. And uh, I, I, mean, I apologize to them <laughs> a little bit because I probably tired out a few helpers. But uh, I feel one of my strengths is asking questions and being tenacious and getting after it. Yeah, I was just going to say that because there, I've, you know, as a veteran guy, I've been doing this for 15 plus years. There's a lot of us out there that are always willing to help people. And we always say like, we always tell people, 
you know, we're willing to help you try to get better if that's what you want or answer a question or, or give you a tip on something here and there. Um, just reach out. And I've, I mean, I said that to a lot of people and it's very rare that I get somebody to actually reach out to me. <laughs> so, oh, really? yeah, I mean, it doesn't oh. happen a, a bunch, um, which is interesting. Just like, Hey, call me if you have a question. And then, you know, and this is mostly like newer guys, right? Like, Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm training. I just got off the phone with one today who did call me, reached out to me, which is, which is awesome. Um, he's actually the one who told me that I screwed up my podcast audio last week. Um, that I, that I linked the same audio as the, as the, as the one before that. And he was like, Hey, I don't know if you knew this. And I was like, I did not know this. And he's like a tech out, He's a mechanic out of Atlanta and wants to become a dent guy. So he like, I said, dude, if you ever need anything, call me, I will be there for you. Like you saved me big time. Like I'm there for you. You call me today and we talked for like 30, 40 minutes, but I've said that to a bunch of people online, whatever, reach out, like, let me know. And so how did you, like you said, you apologize to Sal, you apologize to this. Like there's a lot of guys that are, that are, I guess, famous, I guess I would say in this industry or, or at least leaders yeah. in this industry and people are scared to reach out to them. Um, how did you, how did you end up doing that? Like what people are scared because they don't want to just feel like they're extract only extracting value and not giving any. Um, yeah, that's true. How did you, I feel, definitely. I feel pressure to go buy some dent vials for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad. I, I need to. Yeah, that's why I feel bad. I think. But what gets you the impetus to get to pick up the phone and call though? I mean, how do you? I mean, if guys are curious, or just I mean, message somebody on Instagram or Facebook and just like, hey, here's here's the ones. I mean, don't call them every day. Obviously, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying well, to I, say everybody I'm calls Sal tomorrow. Super, I'm just super uh, hungry for the information, mm-hmm. and and uh, if it's between me and getting a job done, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, and I won't stop until it is done, and I'll do I'll. I'll message the famous dent guy, you know, yeah. whatever I can do to get it. Going. At least ask, right? Just try. That's, that's fantastic, man. So that's great to hear. So you, you're doing that. You're learning. Um, you got Sean Vance in West Virginia helping you um, with his Southern accent, just being like, just do it. Just fix it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Stop making yep. excuses. Um, so you're doing that in the wholesale space for a while. Um, a lot of you that if the people do follow you now, that's not, that's not where you are today. Your setup is completely different. So how did that transition happen? That's a good question. Uh, well, I knew my time in Pullman was temporary. With I the didn't wife in tell anybody because I, I, so I did, my business was successful there. And I didn't want to tell everybody, Hey, do business with me even though I'm going to leave in a year. Sure. So I kind of led everybody to believe that I was going to be there. <laughs> it was yeah. probably bad on my part. I told a few people I'd be leaving and a lot yeah. of people knew. Yeah. But I, uh, so I had to start over, packed up all my stuff, said goodbye to all my favorite people and, mm-hmm. and, and the body shops. Cause I did get heavy into the body shops over there as well. And sure. it hailed there. So I had to learn yeah. how to do that as well. Nice. And I started over in uh, Oak Harbor, in our house here we looked for a house with a shop and property and i thought it was a dream i never thought it would ever really happen i thought that i would always have to be mobile and if i can convince somebody to come in my space to fix their car then hey that's great so that was the goal then you looked for a house with a shop to do pdr out of if it was possible that was or do you are you do have other hobbies or you bought the shop for pdr Yes, with PDR in mind, in mind for yeah. sure. But I just thought it was awful wishful thinking. 
that I was going to have my own retail shop, I'm still blown away that it's working and doing. That's part of the beauty of it though, too. You're, you're, you're out there doing the things that you, you're not even sure if they're possible, but you're heading towards them anyways. And that's what I would encourage a lot of people to do. And a lot of my clients to do is like, Oh, well I have this dream, but I don't think, you know, then it is always followed up by, but, and then limiting beliefs. So you can hold those things and say like, I don't, it might be a pipe dream, but at least I'm going to go forward to do the things possible. So you actually, you've started two damn businesses. (laughs) I mean, really in two areas, you, you went to where your wife went to college Pullman and, and made a dent business happen there and then left all of it, started back at zero. Yeah. And did it again. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> uh, it was a lot of visiting people and showing people what I can do and uh, just networking, shaking hands. I do have a little bit of advantage. My family does own the body shop. It's pretty close to here. So they one, do send me some shop. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One shop. Okay. That gets you, that gets you somewhere. But I mean, as far as like starting over again, I mean, you knew you were going to do that, I guess, but you started the business, you cut your teeth out there and then you came back and started over again. Um, how do you do that mentally? I know there's guys that like, for instance, people that have been on the hail trail for a while that are making good money and have a dream like you do to open up a retail shop or to run a route so they can be home with their family more. Um, but three years later, they look up, they're still chasing hail. How do you make it? How do you, you have any advice on how you make that choice or how you make that transition and make it possible? Sure. Um, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is to be present somewhere. Um, go to the body shop, get to know them, develop relationships, uh, anywhere you can, you know, um, at the tire store, the anywhere you can go. Word of mouth is how I do most of my business. I've never run a Google ad, never run a Facebook ad, nothing. You just go out and meet people, shake hands, and prove to them that you do something special, and uh, yeah. do it good every time. That's and huge, man. That volumes. That's big, yeah. Uh, a catchy way to put that to condense it down into a way, especially in the beginning. And what I've told people is that your big, the biggest ability, as long as you can fix dents to some extent, you don't have to be able to fix every smash repair that comes to the door. But if you can make, you know, one to three inch dents to look great and make customers very happy, then you're ready to start your business. You got to start somewhere. Right. And we're all continually getting better. Like, you know, I can't fix every dent out there. You can't either. And we're always going to be pushing ourselves, but you got to start somewhere. And the biggest ability that you have in the very beginning of the business is availability. So I always tell people, you got to be available. You got to show your face. You got to be at the body shops. You can't just sit there, whether you're going to run Google ads or not, you can't just sit there and wait for the business to come into you. You actually have to go grab it. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, that's big. Um, so now you're at this point where you have your shop. Um, obviously at this point, your shop is, I would say relatively busy or basically full-time busy. Last we talked, it's booked out for a while. Yeah. The way, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is last week I did my podcast about the how, and I think there's just so many different ways that you can create a life around this business. And I don't think it has to be, you know, working 40 to 60 hours a week, like a lot of guys are and making as much money as possible and being as efficient as possible and like saving every second and every little minute counts and all that stuff. Like that's, that is one way to do it, but it doesn't have to be the way, um, so as far as now, when I picture your lifestyle and I see you on Instagram, we've talked on the phone a few times. Um, 
it's not like that for you. <laughs> it's seems very relaxed. It seems very like the shop is on my property. I go out there, you know, I'm not trying to work from 7am to 7pm and book myself up. Like, can you just talk about that a little bit and how you changed from like grinding it out, essentially like getting paid a low dollar amount for working all day on something to where you are today. That's like, that's the transition that a lot of people want that it's hard to get to. And if I'm off base on that, let me know. But I think I have an idea of what's no. going on there. Sure. Um, so help me out with the, where you want me to start there. Okay. Um, so so you, right now you're not working a full-time 40 to 50 hours a week in that shop and making as much money as you possibly can. No, it, uh, right or wrong? that's well, what I kind of take it as it goes. Um, I, it's a, I'm a, I'm amazed at how busy the shop ended up being. Um, Mm-hmm. But I, I wake up in the morning, if I want to take a little bit longer morning, maybe sleep in, <laughs> I do so. And I uh, schedule out, you know, I, people to accommodate what I want to do. If I want to go mountain biking that morning, I'll, I'll schedule people out, you know, till the afternoon and then I'll mm-hmm. come back. And uh, so I get up, I feed all my animals. I have uh, two horses, a donkey, uh, two cows, two geese a million chickens and, <laughs> and a dog. And, dog. <laughs> and so my, my morning is consists of just running around and t- making sure the water bowls are up. And, and I have mm-hmm. that flexibility to do that. And then somebody will see my sign, pull in my driveway and they'll kind of see a horse in the, I have a free range horse. He just runs mm-hmm. around the shop, mm-hmm. greets people and they fill up. So it's, really easy to welcome people when they come here. They got the geese that fly right up to them. My golden retriever that likes to put her nose in your crotch and make you throw the ball and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then that. I just, uh, I just talk about the dent and I, I try to believe in what I'm saying. And that's kind of where I come up with my price. I'll measure it out, try to use the Paul Corden price guide and then I'll just, be like read them and see how it goes and if I can get full retail great if not I'll try to work something out and I just try and get paid according to my mental stress if if I feel like what am I doing with my life I'm fixing this giant caved in panel for $200 then my attitude sucks so I want the amount the right amount of money to make it a pleasant job Mm -hmm. every time but I'm not so concerned about the money to where I am uh, stressing out about getting the top dollar or, or losing business over it. And the byproduct of that is I never run out of money. I always have the right amount of money the bills are always paid. And I always have a little bit extra to put towards my business. And I don't really do any bookkeeping. I don't really set any goals. I just take it as it comes and it works. That's, and that's the dream that you wanted though. Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. what you wanted. You didn't, when you were doing the Pullman experience with the wife in college and grinding it out on the wholesale lots, fixing that, that's, that's never what you wanted. That's just, you did what you had to do to get to where you are. Yes. I got burned out yeah. uh, just being treated like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot boy. And I had more pride than that. More, I wanted more respect, respect, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, so when I show up in my van doing mobile, I just sold my van. 
So I'm no longer doing mobile. No more and mobile. That was a, Finally cut that up. Cut that, the, that was a leap of faith for me. I thought, oh, what am I doing? My wife supported me all the way. She goes, nope, mm-hmm. you can, I think that your shop will be full if you just focus it there. And I, because you I had, you had dealership, a dealership or two you were still servicing, right? That were kind of buddies at this point, right? Yep. Yeah. And so I do, uh, if I need to pack up my tools, I'll put them in my Ford Lightning, my little show truck. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll drive to the body shop if I have to, because they feed me work, so I still service that guy. Yeah, if you have to. That's about it. Yeah, That's rarely, yeah. So something I want you to, if you you can put the mindset around this, is that um, it's something I struggle with too, and I know a lot of people that I work with um, struggle with this too. We become entrepreneurs. We know that we have to do whatever it takes to make money and create a life that we want. Um, but we can get stuck in just working in just working and not creating the life we want. I mean, this is something I struggle with. This is something my clients struggle with. We talk about it. How do you struggle with it too? Have you struggled with that? That's good to hear. Everybody struggles with it. Yeah. (laughs) Because all of the perceptions always one thing, right? Because I, I see you and I'm like, this guy, he, he's doing what he wants to do. Right. And I've been good at it at times. Like I, something I struggle with, but like my life is a little different. I have a couple kids and my, or I have three kids. The priority for me is to be able to always be there to coach them in the sports. Or if I can't coach them, be there to watch them. That's like my, my thing. I'm not going to give up. If I have to give up work for it, or if I have to leave early for it, then I'm going to, um, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It's hard to do that yeah. because you have this, this business that you've created and worked so hard for. And you're like, like, if I, if I don't do mobile anymore, my business is going to fail. Or if I, if I spend two hours in the morning going mountain biking, my business, I'm going to lose that customer forever. Or if I go to my kid's sporting event, I, you know, dealership's going to be mad at me or whatever. So what's the mindset around just like creating the life you want? Um, you know, just do it. <laughs> I don't. I know that's not a very good answer, but why not? Why? I think the reason that most people will get is the fear is a fear of failure, or a fear of what other people will think, or a fear of not making enough money. Well, here, here it is. I, I don't really. Okay, my faith gets me through a lot of this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to sit there and solve everything themselves, and I actually have a bit of faith that I, I, you know, I pray about it and I just trust God for my next plan. In fact, I trust God so much that I'm, I'm almost excited when a major event happens or a terrible thing happens. Cause I'm just excited to see how it's going to turn out mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be good. And there, there's a faith in that there. Maybe that's a mindset as well. Yeah. My, I mean, yeah. Faith, I mean, faith over fear, obviously that's a big thing. Um, faith is a leap, right? They say that obviously whether, and it doesn't have to be, um, in a particular God or whatever, but it just can be, I mean, I believe in God. I think a lot of, a lot of people I know in this industry do. So I don't think that's, that's, um, a stretch for them, but it just can be Mm -hmm. believing that once you let go of something, you, that vacuum will be filled up, right? with, with something else. So if you have the right intentions or if you're setting the right, um, dream, like you have this dream for your life. And the only way that you're ever going to get to that dream or that new version of you is to let go of who you are or who you were to get there. It's the only way, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that first. 
there's also a mindset I believe this goes back to like Joel Osteen uh, mm. sermon. I I'm not I don't I'm not huge into Joel Osteen. I just remember him saying something mm-hmm. when I was searching when I was looking for a wife. <laughs> Funny to say. Yeah. Uh, he hey, said, we got to work, up, man. Doesn't happen on accident. Fill up a photo album. Uh, no, get buy a photo album and imagine the pictures you're going to put of it, put of your wife, your future wife in the album. And so I kind of did that with PDR. I'd fill up my truck, uh, sit in the driveway, clean my tools. I was just playing the part before it happened. I was being, I was in the role. And so when I opened up my shop, I would have nobody come here all day, maybe one person, maybe one phone call, but I was in the shop and playing the role and, and finding something to, to do and uh, chase, making things happen, calling people. I, I don't rest until I have something going on. And I focus it all towards staying busy in the place you want to stay busy at and just make it happen. That's huge. No that's, that's huge, man. I mean, playing the part before you're there, I think is, is so big in this industry. And I think it is definitely a, uh, an area that can be difficult because, you know, we all have been heard stories and be, and been burned by, you know, people we would call like a dent gypsy or somebody that's just play like pretending to be a dent guy, like literally pretending to be a dent guy. Like they have a crowbar and blue wax pretending to be a dent guy. Right. So people <laughs> yeah, right. are scared of pretending to be a dent guy, but you kind of have to pretend to be a dent guy before you actually are one. And that goes in all areas of life. You have to like kind of become that person first before you're actually that person in real life. The, the, the real life part doesn't happen first. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I guess I'm a dent guy now. Cause I fixed dance. You got to play it. You got to pretend it first. So that's hard though. That's like so difficult for people to do. Like I said before, if you could fix, if you could fix a one or three inch dent, if you can fix a little ding, you, you have a business. Now you have to go set expectations yeah. for the customer and then see if you're capable of achieving that. And, and when you set the expectation, say, here's the price customer here's what I can achieve for you. Now you have to do it. Now you have, whether yeah. it takes three hours or seven hours, we have to come back the next day or what, or call Sean Vance in West Virginia or some other mentor or somebody you found online or go on, whatever. Got to find yeah, a way yeah. to do it. I've, done, I've been there. I've done the two day in someone else's garage on one dent. Thing. <laughs> I've yeah. totally done that. Yeah. And did you make, you know, did you make great money doing that? No. <laughs> No, but everybody, you uh, all my customers, it, absolutely. And people love to see how hard you try. You know, mm-hmm. like I think the, the, just for example, the body line dent on a Mercedes uh, in someone's garage, it took me a day and a half to do just not a very hard dent. Yeah. Uh, but it took me a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And they were just so happy that I took it so seriously and worked so hard. They actually gave me a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, yeah. And sometimes I think people just appreciate your, your genuine, just being genuine mm-hmm. and, and working as hard as you can. And even if it takes you too long and you're nervous. Did you, just, did you tell them that, did you knew you, did you know you could fix that debt no. when you started it? Did you tell them <laughs> Not that? Not really. Did you tell them <laughs> no. that? No. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You pretended to be, you were like, I don't know if I could fix it. I'm pretty sure I can. I have a belief that I can. I have my faith faith over fear that I can, right? I, I believe it's possible. And I'm going to tell well, them that. And then yeah. I'm going to become the person that makes it possible. I'm going to be a better dent guy on this dent somehow. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I'm going to take something away from it. But people always, do people always tell you like, 
um, oh man, I just don't have the patience mm -hmm. to do what you do. Well, I'm not sure. I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm very patient. I just think I'm not leaving here until that den is fixed. And I don't think that's patience. I think that's just being stubborn. Tenacity, something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's because you were getting to the dream that you wanted. You, you were committed to being a dent guy and a good dent guy at that. Like you said, like we said, you've been in the, in the reconditioning business. You know what was possible. You've seen other people online, what's possible. You were going to become one of those guys no matter what. I think, well, my family raised me to be like that. Yeah. Our body shop is in this tiny little town of Washington state. And it was, you know, number one customer satisfaction in, mm -hmm. in all of Washington state. Our, I was trained and raised to do the best work hands down. Mm -hmm. And that's what's to be expected. My paint jobs were always perfect, not a dirt mm -hmm. nib in it. And they didn't have to be, I wasn't being paid to do that good of a job, right. but there was a personal pride in it. And that's just how I was raised. You just do the best work. For sure. That's awesome. You said you're surprised that you're even here. You said you're surprised that you're even like your shop is as busy as it is. But on the other hand, you had the dream that it would be. Yeah. So what's, it, ne what's next? Weird. What's the new dream? I, I, when I walk up to my shop from my house, you know, my animals are all surrounding me and I'm, uh, which is good because sometimes I'll have a cow escape and I'm here to go run it down and put it back in the pasture. Yeah. Um, or a stray dog is out going for my chicken coop or something, you know, so it's, it's really nice just to be here and to, you know, be a caretaker of the farm. And so I just, I, when I wake up in the morning, I collect eggs and feed my animals. I'm just so thankful that I'm in this wonderful, peaceful place. You can see the horse yeah, behind me and I can. the cows over there. And not everybody can see this because this will be on podcast and audio, but I'm going to tell everybody who else says they got to go follow your Instagram page because it's always, <laughs> there's always, are they sleeping? Yeah, they're just chilling. I don't think I've ever seen the geese yeah. like actually just sitting still. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> the, the geese are in my shop all day. So like probably half my work day, the geese are just sitting next to me. That's so crazy. it's kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, they're really giant birds and they're really special. So it's kind of neat to have that connection with this animal. It's Absolutely. weird. Yeah. So anyways, like yeah, I, you didn't think it was possible. You're here no. now. Yeah. I'm a believer and maybe you disagree with this and I'm totally cool with it, but I'm a believer in that you can never just stay in the exact same spot forever. Either you have to move forward or something's, something's going to change always, whether it's good, bad, whatever, something's changing. You can't just stay exactly where you are and keep it there forever. Yeah. If you disagree with that, it's fine. Um, but if, if you no, don't, I, okay. So what's next? Like you, you had this dream like four or five years ago, you bought the shop sure. on a property. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever come to my shop. And now you're booked out a week or so. Like, well, yeah. What are you going to do? This shop, uh, I mean, when I got the shop, it was rough. There was grass growing inside it. You know, I had to clear out all, all, all that stuff. So my next goal, I actually have my lumber pile sitting right there. Nice. Um, I want to make this a palace. I want to make this a wonderful place to be uh, for people to drive, spend time in the waiting room. I want to do an office, um, you know, a bathroom, full on just wonderful place and mm. I want it to be a top-notch place because it makes me feel more confident as a businessman when somebody pulls up to my shop they see you know my logo on my jacket mm. and uh, my place looking nice and then it justifies 
being treated like you're a professional and you're offering yeah. a, a high dollar service that's worth it. The yeah. whole experience. That's that's my next step is to create an experience. That was that's what I was going to actually ask you that when you were saying that is that you you already have an experience like a very unique experience. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if people you know catching a little bit onto what's going on here, but you know the farm the farm aspect of the shop, the everything is a full experience. Having a horse, like I've never been to a business before where a horse comes up and greets me. I mean, I don't live yeah. in the country either, so maybe I'm just missing out, but. Um, that experience is great. And so that's what I was going to ask. Like, how, do you, do you sell that experience to your customers at all? Like you have this very unique vision of what you want your life and your shop to look like. Is that ever? Uh, I think the animals just kind of happened to me. I've never really been an animal person until my wife kind of just started bringing them home. And now she's a, uh, she's, she's a vet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's gone all the time now. Yeah. So it's just me on the farm. So I, I kind of had to learn quick and how to care for these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a push. I'm a sucker, you know. Uh, I I just want to take care of everything the best I can, and so now I got all these friends around me, and, and it, people know about it. So because my customers will call me on the weekend and be like, "Hey, I had such a good time at your farm. Can I bring my kids over to meet your animals?" And I'm like, "Sure." So it's it's every week. <laughs> Dude, that's like, oh man, that's that's. I mean, that's a unique experience. That's customer satisfaction. And, and, and again, to relate this to you guys, like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't, I'm not, a, my shop is in the middle of a busy road and, you know, middle of a huge city. It doesn't matter what it has to be. It doesn't have to be Clint's way. It doesn't, this, I'm not saying this is the way to do it, but you can make this unique. You can make it yours. It doesn't have to be the, you know, polished shop that's like super high end that's like it can be that if you want to but it doesn't have to be that it can be on your farm with the animals it can be in the back of a of a industrial park where you have people come to you it can be anything and that's why i think this industry is so cool it can be you you don't even have to have a shop you can be completely mobile that's the way i am i don't i don't want a shop actually um because i like my freedom of of driving around and doing that thing too so it can be whatever you want um, and I and my think shop's not nice right, right now. My shop's pretty bare bones, right? I yeah. mean, you, you can see the walls and the insulation and the, you know, the fireplace. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. but people don't seem to care. Yeah. So that's actually another interesting thing too. Cause, um, as far as limiting beliefs go, people will say, well, I want to start a shop, but I can't have people bring their cars in here until it's X until it's like the floor is done and I have tools hanging on the wall and I have a waiting room, all this stuff but your exhibit yeah. a of how that doesn't matter. That helps. Sure. It's nice to have that experience, but that shouldn't prevent you from creating the life that you want. No. And, and people see, you know, I tell everybody, um, cause I like, I'm a little bit self-conscious about what <laughs> my appearance is when they pull up. So it's kind of nice to have the icebreaker of the animals as they drive up the driveway and you got something to talk about when they get out yeah. of the car. Yeah. But I always tell them like, Hey, you know, forgive my shop. It's a work in progress. You know, I have these plans and then people are so excited for you that usually they want to help you. They want to bring friends to you so that you can grow. And I just, that's what I've experienced. That's cool. So basically you're saying like, be pretend to be a dank guy, but don't fake everything. <laughs> right. Well, it's like right. one thing at a time. Uh, I got to, you know, started out with just cleaning it up and then yeah. doing windows and then doing a door and then garage doors. Just yeah. one, as I make money, I just do one more investment For sure. at a time. It, For sure. It's fun. 
That's pretty cool, man. I can't wait to see what it turns into. I know we talked a little bit about what you, um, what you want it to be. And I'm super excited for it to turn into that. And I hope the experience never changes the animals and the, and the, the, the geese videos and everything. Obviously that's a big part of it. I think that's super cool. Um, so after the shop, I mean, you want to make the shop better. Do you have any visions of, I mean, ever hiring anybody and making a business out of it? Or are you just gonna, yeah, I do. I think about it all the time. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know the answers to that yet. I don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of taking it as a go. All you know is it's going to be, it's going to be new. It's going to be hard, but if that's what you want to do, you're going to do it anyways. <laughs> Cause you yeah. don't let those things stop you. It sounds like. I, uh, I don't know that I have it in me to let it stop me. I yeah. Just have to keep going. Yeah, exactly. That's huge, man. I love it. I hope that you guys got some value out of this. Um, the idea of bringing Clint on is to show you that uh, you can make this business, this industry, anything that you want it to be. Um, it doesn't have to be the, the way that someone else does it. It doesn't have to be a shop. It doesn't have to be um, a shop on a main road or an industrial park. It could be on a farm with animals. Um, it could be anything you want it to be as long as you can fix dents and you treat customers right that's what this business is about. And I fully believe that. And I think you do too, Clint. I do. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, oh, I wanted to, oh, that was the end of podcast, but I actually wanted to go back. I'm sorry. I forgot about this. So this is weird. It might be a weird timing, but you talked about um, Mike Bergman got new PDR, Sean Vance is in Virginia. Like how can you, you, you learned on, on um, PDR trainer what do you suggest for people just getting into this business? How do they start? Do they go to PDR trainer? Do they find some sort of mentor or somebody to help them? Like how, how do they do that? How can they start? Oh, I, first of all, I recommend a good trainer. Um, even though I didn't have a trainer, (laughs) that's probably looking back in hindsight, that's probably what I should have done just because you'll drive yourself nuts, Mm -hmm. not knowing the answers and you'll be, you'll feel, um, you know, insecure about what you don't know. And, and so that would definitely would have been nice to get some training just to have answers and then know what, where you're at, where somebody can tell you, Hey, you're good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, earned that spot for a long time. Yeah. That's true, man. Just have someone say that for sure. That's a big but deal. Definitely just um, knowing what the panel should look like afterwards has a lot to do with it. Um, Cause then you, you'll just kind of do with, with what you can to get it, to get it there. And then the efficiencies come later, getting it there faster and cleaner and quicker and all that kind of stuff. For sure, man. Definitely find yourself a mentor, somebody you can call upon. Otherwise, forget it. I don't think there's any help. (laughs) You got to have some, you got to have people. Got to have people. And that's, I think the beauty of this industry, whether it can start on a minor level of like, of, of Facebook groups, even, even that far, or go to the mobile tech expo. Um, if that's still going to be possible in this world, um, find people online. People are willing to talk. People love, like, if you want to talk to a dent guy there, most people are willing to talk. So Facebook forums, follow yeah. people on Instagram and Facebook, start commenting on their, commenting on their posts. Um, just start getting in touch with them. And they're, 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 people are willing to talk like just you and I, like we met at the mobile tech expo. We've talked a couple of times since then. It's a very niche industry. It's very small. People like to chat about what's possible about dent repair and about there's no, there's no right way to do it. So we're all just kind of finding our own way. And I think that's the beauty of, of kind of what we're doing and why you should be connected with as many 
other dent guys close to you, far from you as you can. Absolutely. And you've helped me too, just talking to you and being able to just speak and have someone listen and get your thoughts gathered in one place. And it's, it's huge. And people love to help. They, if you're sincere and you genuinely are looking for help, you, people usually like to respond yeah. and to help you out. Yeah. And you're willing to change too. Cause I know we talked about last, I think we talked, it's probably been a couple months now. I think it was like the beginning of all this COVID mess, but um, you were unsure. You're like, I have my shop. I don't know if I want to like leave, you know, the mobile retail or the mobile dealership route and all that stuff. And now what, next time we talk two months later, you cut it off, sold the van, like committed. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. But be willing to change, be willing to call people, ask for their advice and then be willing to do something about it. Right. <laughs> yes. And my wife helps too, you know, just for sure. being supportive and, and feeding me with confidence and you know how that goes. Yeah. Heck yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I do without mine for sure. Yeah. Find a wife too. That's probably a, another, <laughs> yeah. Another you have to find one of those. Hopefully a good one. <laughs> oh man. Well, I appreciate it, Clint. Um, I think everybody should follow you because I think there's so much value in just seeing what you've built there. Um, just a little bit new perspective on life. It's not the same old, um, follow. It's not the same old thing as following everybody else on Instagram or Facebook. I can tell you that. Um, how, how do we, how do we do that? How do they find you? Um, well, shoot, uh, Clint Stent repair, I guess on Instagram, I've never asked anybody to follow me before. Um, so Instagram Clint Stent repair and then my Facebook page Clint Stent repair. <laughs> Ooh, that's really difficult. Yeah. You, yeah. You've never asked anybody to follow you. That's why I think it's, that's why it's cool about you. You're just like sharing your life. I don't think that, yeah, you're not, I mean, I don't think you have anything to sell or to, or to promote or anything like that, but I just think it's, I've always found value in it, always watching your posts because I like to see the difference in in um, what you do compared to what I do. I think it's really cool. Well, thanks so, for checking that out. Yeah, hopefully you guys can follow and just um, um, get involved a little bit more and just check out what Clint's doing. And I think, do you have a pull, customer pull up right now? Yeah, yeah, nice. they're sitting in the car. I'm awesome. giving them the five minutes. Yeah, yeah I saw that, five minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll let you go, man. Super fun. Um, I appreciate it. I think people are getting a lot of value from this podcast and um, I really appreciate you giving me an hour of your time so we can share this with everybody. Hey, it's awesome talking to you. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the PDR Coach Podcast. If you got any value from this podcast and want to do something for me, then the best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating and review. If you want to know more about me, then you can find me on Instagram by searching for the PDR Coach or find me on my website at coachcoreyk.com, C-O-R-Y-K.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week.